the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I've been in media for quite a while, and what I am continually amazed by is how bad big companies are at managing a crisis. There's a lot of money to be made out there in crisis communication. Unfortunately, uh, the people who are supposed to be good at it are really, really bad at it. Uh, This has been my experience over the years regarding not just Ohio State, but every college uh, that I have had reason to follow or cover. And it is certainly the case with Norfolk Southern Railroad. Uh, Because somebody in an Oak boardroom or on a mass Zoom call decided that it would be a really good idea for Norfolk Southern not to show up last night at the community forum in East Palestine, Ohio. And there are some things in life that, while they are unpleasant, you just got to face the music. And they need to be in East Palestine and face the music and show that they're not afraid to face the music and their presence is the only thing that would have demonstrated that last night. We discussed the train derailment, the aftermath of it, what the residents are going through at the outset of a Bruce Hooley show, Thursday edition. We'll talk to Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org. Matt's into business, and railroads are big business in the state of Ohio, and he's also a, I think it's fair to say, a critic of the governor and of uh, the lieutenant governor and of how they have stewarded business in the state of Ohio. So I'm sure Matt, when he talks to us at 12.05, will have thoughts on the train derailment in East Palestine. Let's talk about how it went over last night with the people when Norfolk Southern, the railroad that on February the 3rd crashed because of an axle that had been on fire 20 miles earlier. Uh, No sensors on the train apparently showed this, or if it showed it, the guys running the train, people running the train, did not pay any attention to it, leading to the derailment of 50 cars, 11 of which carried extremely hazardous materials. And the residents are understandably concerned, doesn't begin to equate, about what this has done to their community. Not just in the short term, but of course in the short term, because that's where we live. We live in the short term. But in the long term, they have questions about their property values. They have questions about the future groundwater impact. They have future, they have concerns about the future air quality impact. And... I think a lot of last night was they just wanted to vent. I know venting may not be, um, (laughs) it may not be, in fact, I know it's not, scriptural, okay? There are times that I just need to vent. That's a weakness, I admit it. But I used to have a, well, I still have the friend, but he used to say to me, I want to break something with my head. I don't think he really wanted to break something with his head, he just needed to get the frustration out. And last night in East Palestine, in a completely serious way, the people there needed to get their frustration out. 
but the people from the railroad were not there to direct their frustration toward. Here is a woman from East Palestine talking about not just the fact that North Norfolk Southern didn't show up, but that it sure seemed like the railroad's priority in the aftermath of the derailment was to get those trains back up and running as quickly as possible. Them not showing up shows no responsibility on their part. They're not taking this uh, seriously as far as how we're dealing with it. It's like they don't care. Um, with them, uh, as soon as the evacuation was lifted, within 10 minutes, the first train came through. And that was basically kind of a slap in the face to us. Um, we were still obviously under a lot of duress. And it's just um, with them doing that, um, it just we felt like um, nobody was hearing us, nobody was listening to us. Mm-hmm. Um, our issues weren't being taken care of. Um, we weren't we didn't have a voice. Yeah, they wanted to not just have a voice, but use their voice last night. Uh, here is an East Palestine man who brings up an issue I haven't even heard referred to by the EPA, by the state of Ohio, or anyone when it comes to what else was on that train that crashed in East Palestine. I feel like it's unfair for the people that have wells. This is a very rural area, and there's hundreds of wells right outside of town in this area, and those people also are outside of the town. So who knows what kind of support they're actually going to get from Norfolk Southern. Um, Maybe in-town wells will be tested, but I was at a town hall uh, in Negley, Ohio, last night, and there's people that say that they have chemical pneumonia, people that say that they have wells that they know are are, are contaminated, and they've been trying to call and have not been able to get uh, get it sampled yet. And then secondarily from that is the oil. There's multiple tankers that were carrying petroleum lube oil. There was five total, and two of them, the oil is unaccounted for. Each tanker carries 33,000 gallons of fluid. So that means that there's over 60,000 gallons of potential petroleum lube oil in our soils. And they just rolled down more dirt and new track, and trains were going uh, 30 minutes after the evacuation order was lifted, which means that they would they had to have known that the evacuation order was going to be lifted for those trains to be on their way short that, mm-hmm. that close after the, the order was lifted. Yeah, that's a really bad look. That's a really, really bad look that they got the trains up and running as quickly as they did afterward. And I understand that, you know, the con- the commerce doesn't stop, you got, but you got to go around this site. I mean, come on. And as for the wells in the area, East Palestine, Ohio is a, it's a little village, okay? It's like 5,000. But like with many little villages, there are other little pockets of population around it. Uh, there's a village called New Waterford. That is close by. Um, Columbiana is close by. The Pennsylvania border is right next to it. What other unity is a village uh, close by? You can fold this into your own understanding of rural Ohio. You'll be driving along on a country road and there'll be, you know, maybe a one stoplight town, a two stoplight town. Then you go through another area where there's no stoplights, a stop sign maybe. Groundwater, first of all, I think it is safe to say, would not yet be impacted at extreme depths. We're in the middle of winter, okay? I know it's been a temperate winter, but it takes a while for chemicals to seep down in. My well is 100 feet down, something like that. 
You do a toxic chemical spill on top of the ground right now, it's not going to sink down in like it would in the summer. You need rains to sink it down in. You need the ground to be absorbent. We get an inch of rain today. My concern, where I live, because we live close to the Darby, is that my pasture will flood. Not because the river will overflow, but because the ground is not as absorbent as it is during the summertime. So to go in there, this has always seemed way too optimistic to me that the EPA would go in there right away and say, well, we tested the water and everything's fine. Okay, well, let's assume that you're right, that the water is fine. How long will it be fine? This gentleman who we just heard is talking about 60,000 gallons of oil. Was oil one of the substances that we've heard about this week? No, we've heard about vinyl chloride. We've heard a bunch of other names that I can't pronounce of toxic chemicals. Do they consider oil a toxic chemical? Typically, you don't pour oil on top of the ground. That's why you have to go get it given to somebody at a hazardous materials event. But 60,000 gallons of oil? That's not, that's not making its way into a well that's down 100 feet quite yet. So Mike DeWine, the governor of the state of Ohio, here he is on the water quality in East Palestine. The water in the system, that water is safe. If you have an individual well, what we have said is we will come out, Ohio EPA will come out and test your individual well. So until your well is tested, if that's what your water source is, you should not drink it. I've referred to this a couple of times. Yes, Pam. How often are they going to test it? That's my question. That's, that's a great question. what I want to know. How often are you going to test it? That's right. You're coming back every month? You should test if it. If I lived there, and yes. if, if my home, if you picked my home up and plopped it down, I live on the edge of Plain City, mile, mile and a half away from Plain City. And we have a well. And we are near a river, very near a river. So if I lived in this area, you picked my house up and dropped it there mm-hmm. and had the same exact situation. I would want my well tested every month mm-hmm. for like the next 10 years at least. I was going to say at least a few. At yes, least 10 exactly. years I would want it yeah. tested. Yeah. And I would be this morning feeling like whatever my home was worth prior to the derailment, it's worth maybe half as much now. Because if I'm purchasing a home in that area, I'm concerned about what I'm going to encounter in 10 years. And if I purchase that home, does the does the transferable, quote-unquote, you know, you get a warranty on your windows or whatever, does that transfer to you as a homeowner? A lot of times, no. If the EPA says, oh, okay, we'll come in, we'll test your water, no worries, we'll come in, we'll test it every month for five years, you buy the house, does that transfer? You know the EPA is going to say, well, you know, you bought the house knowing it might have been a risk. So this is an abject mess. And I... I really feel for the people who live there because I don't know that there is a way right now to alleviate these concerns. And the more you think about it and the more you work through issues, the more questions you have, which underscores the importance that Norfolk Southern needs to get out there and talk to these people. So I've been sitting here pondering my little scenario where I plot my own property and the topography around it down in East Palestine, Ohio, and what would my concerns be as a homeowner? Uh, They would be myriad. 
Uh, first of all, we have a lot of animals. My wife is a big animal lover. I can only imagine how uh, angst-ridden my wife would be. We've got a horse. we got chickens. Well, the chickens would be dead. We know that because the lady in East Palestine's chickens are dead. Uh, we used to have cats. Our cats beat the East Palestine cats to the punch. They died a few months ago. So they would be dead now because we have cats dying in East Palestine. We have a fox dying in East Palestine. We have two dogs, including a very little dog and a very big dog, which would be most impacted by this. I don't know. I'd be concerned about everything. And the people there are concerned about everything. And you know what? Every single day I'd have more concerns. What's this going to do to my property values? Will anybody, I mean, you know, I'd like to stay in my house for another 10 Maybe 12 years. But after that, I'd like to think that the value that I've seen increase over the years is going to continue to increase, at least hold. Hmm. Is that the case for the people of East Palestine? I don't think so. So, understandably, they were very upset last night. They would like to know, are we safe? Are we not safe? Who do you ask? Well, first person you would ask is the people who sent all this toxic junk into their community, spewing out into the ground and into the atmosphere. Except you can't ask them. Because Norfolk Southern did not show up last night at the community forum. Which which begs a question. If you were concerned about safety, there's an irony in that. The people there are concerned about their safety. You are afraid they'll do physical harm to you, I guess. What? I mean, we're, we're not going to have law enforcement at the meeting? Like, first of all, does Norfolk Southern have its own security? Can they hire private security? I would think so. So they didn't show up. There was a little something that we discovered during the pandemic that was a technological breakthrough that would allow us to be someplace where we weren't physically able to be. A little thing called Zoom. I mean, it wouldn't have been perfect. I wouldn't have loved it, but I would have loved it much better if they were there on Zoom than if they weren't there at all. If they were afraid for their physical safety, why couldn't they appear on Zoom, have people come up to a microphone, ask a question, and then respond on the Zoom. Was the EPA at the meeting last night in any way? Do you well, know? the governor wasn't there, and I know the transportation secretary wasn't right. there. And well, you know who yeah. was there? To his credit, to his credit, Bruce Vanderhoff, the head of the Ohio Department of Health, was there. And Good. there was a very interesting period in the evening where the mayor of East Palestine, a gentleman by the name of Trent Conway, was kind of monitoring it. And... Vanderhoff had the microphone, and Vanderhoff is talking, and he gets a little bit exasperated. Not not impatient exasperated, but just kind of like he said, the water's safe, the air's safe, we're testing it, we're on top of it. He's ma- he's a, he's there to assure them, okay? And um, at one point, he kind of says, what else, what else would you like to know? What else can I tell you? And a woman in the crowd screams out, Stop lying to us. And I look on Vanderhoff's face, and I really don't think that he is there playing them. I really believe he's genuinely giving them the straight scoop that the testing and everything looks good. Don't worry about it. But you see on his face this, I'm telling them things that should assure them, and they don't believe me. And I know I've made this point before, Mm -hmm. and I will make it again because this is an outgrowth of public health failing us during the pandemic. People have become conditioned to not trust the people 
who they always before trusted because we trusted them with COVID and they screwed it up and they continue to screw it up. And Vanderhoff's paying a price for that. Well, the information he's giving them last night probably is accurate up to this point. But as you've pointed out in the last half hour of the show, things could change in a week, a month, a year, two years, five years. And so Norfolk Southern, you're absolutely right, is rushing in there. Oh, yeah. Trying to get people to, here, 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 a thousand bucks, we'll reimburse you. No, 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 no. So whenever you get a thing like this, uh, you know what else you get is an influx of lawyers, okay? And I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing because it helps to know your rights. But they had a meeting yesterday of uh, a bunch of lawyers showing up, lawyers from Cleveland, lawyers from Canton. There'll be national firms show up. Yeah, this national firm called Motley Rice. They're there to hold a meeting and provide free information. Oh, by the way, here's my card if you need an attorney. Okay, so... They are telling people, do not sign any sort of a settlement with Norfolk Southern without consulting a lawyer first. I wouldn't sign a single thing. And that would be the danger in taking any money from Norfolk Southern. And here's my my impression. I could be totally wrong. I don't believe this village is overrun with people who are independently wealthy and can afford to go stay in a hotel for a month or two months. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. So it's just a problem where... You need to be reimbursed. You need to buy food. You need to go pay to have your laundry done. Maybe you need alternate transportation, something. And here comes the railroad with a check. And unbeknownst to you, possibly, possibly, you take the money. Oh, gee, sorry. You got cancer in three to five years. Oh, no. You remember that paper you signed? Like back then when we gave you $2,000? You absolved us of any future liability. And I can almost guarantee you any future meetings... Norfolk Southern will not send any representatives because their attorneys are going to want to deal with this on an individual basis. And at some point, that community is going to have to do some type of, and I just lost the name of it, where you do a large group and sue. Yeah, class action. Uh, Thank you, class action. Here's what I would suggest Norfolk Southern needs to do is to put a very large sum of money into a trust so that the people know we're not running from this. We're not running from this. If it's $10 million, if it's $25 million, if it's $50 million. I know you don't want to put a bunch in there so that everybody thinks, oh, I just got my ticket to, you know, untold wealth that I never, ever could have achieved on my own. But by the same token, I, I see the face of this young mother who said, I don't know if it's safe to bathe my child. And that brings it home in a whole new way. you got a baby. Okay. My girls are older, but I remember them when they're babies. And I remember, well, bath time's a very innocent time. It's an entertaining time as an adult. You watch your little ones splash around and they giggle and they have fun. Now she can't even enjoy that. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The 
explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.